We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2020 U.S. Open Picks Preview. One and done. Bets. It's major week. We got it all here for you. In the comment section, after you smash the like button, give me your favorite top 20 play. So maybe not a favorite, but someone from uh, the back end who you think can come inside the top 20 this week. If you missed the DraftKings Pick Show, that is already out on Mayo Media Network. Please subscribe to Mayo Media Network. You can find it on the Pat Mayo Experience audio feed as well. While you're there, scroll to the bottom, rate it five stars, leave a review if you're feeling in a good mood. Also, all of the stats that we are talking about on this show are powered by FantasyNational.com. Go to FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. Get yourself 20% off. It is a major week. There's a ton of money up for grabs in the betting market and primarily on DraftKings. We have another millionaire maker. I know everyone's bogged down in football season, but Jeff Feinberg, I want to talk some golf. I'm, I'm excited. You mentioned it doesn't feel like a major week, and there are a lot of things that are sort of blocking us from maybe getting those true feelings. Football is the thing. I'm not too yeah, concerned about the thing. NHL yeah, playoffs. No, 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 I'm you're concerned right. about There football. is one thing. I'll take that back. <laughs> one thing. Football. But this course is a gem of American golf, and I'm super excited and nervous about the weekend and accommodating all my selfish needs. I'm not excited solely because the three guys that I think are probably going to win, I'm not going to bet. So it makes betting this card really difficult for me. Well, those are the first three names yeah, the on the sheet? the first three names on the sheet. So just pick one and call it a day or pick two and no, do nothing I, I, else. That's not how I do it. I want to lose money in like a thousand little paper cuts, Jeff. That's how I want to lose my money. Okay. Well, here we are. Let's just jump right into it. Wingfoot. Oh, if people don't know and they're missing you and I on a show... Our football spread pick show comes out every single Wednesday morning. 
if people are looking for us during yeah. non-golf season. I still do golf shows every single week, primarily DraftKings-focused. Those will be coming out on Tuesday mornings uh, during football season. Then once football's over, we're back to doing regular golf again. Yeah, and I'm doing uh, videos you can see online, and you'll probably see more things in, in the coming days. So yeah. don't worry about that. Everything is good. Plenty of golf content. We'll be teamed up again for the Masters doing golf. And then back when... I, I don't know, the season feels normal again, or doing season preview stuff around the holidays. Shout out Stuart Sink, by the way. Didn't see that coming. Uh, I would have won the $5 on DraftKings if it went Grio Ventura Burns 1, 2, 3. Obviously, that did not happen, so I did not win the $5 Drive the Green. Uh, he was not an unpopular pick. Who? Sink. This like, week. As a bet or as a DraftKings player? Well, I just even mean as a bet. His odds were shorter than I thought they were when people were showing me the tickets. And there were still nice numbers even out there for you to bet him live um, going into Sunday with that situation. In all the golf content I made last week, Pat, I was adamant. I didn't necessarily say I would have the winner, but I was adamant like it's a breakthrough win. For Stewart First City. time win. <laughs> Breakthrough win, like, I mean, my picks were sort of, uh, you know, I had Sam Burns and, and Varner and uh, Dahman, whatever, losers. But I just thought, saw, you saw Harry Higgs up there, not one of my picks, but Doc Redman. I just was so confident, like, if there was a bet the winner would be having his first PGA Tour win as a prop, I would have smashed that, I feel. I don't know what the odds would have been. It probably would have been the favorite, come to think of it. Um, you know, Siwoo, Phil, Spieth, like, who had the wins in this field? Streelman. Well, for first win for Stuart Singh since the British Open when he beat Tom Watson in that playoff. Whatever. Amazing. <laughs> Great to see. Golf is beautiful. Golf is beautiful. It's one of the reasons I love golf so much. Had Burns of Live Ventura yesterday. Nothing went my way, but I don't know. I was just smitten watching the end of that. Like Stuart Sink versus Harry Higgs. That gets it There's going. no loser in my mind. Like that's a ama- like one of these guys gets to lift the uh, the keg of of wine, whatever that trophy is, the Brandon Steele the Invitational, br- the, the Brandon Steele <laughs> Memorial Trophy. Yeah. Um, let's talk good about times. Let's, yeah, let's talk about the U.S. Open. Let's jump into this right away. Uh, Wingfoot, we're back here for the first time since 2006 when Jeff Ogilvie beat Phil Mickelson on the 72nd hole that week. Jeff Ogilvie didn't shoot around under par, finished at minus or plus five and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rough doesn't look like it's going to be any more forgiving this time around. 7,477 yards. It is a par 70. Uh, I've said this on two of the other shows that I did. People should check out the research show I did with Justin Ray of the 15th Club. Uh, that's up on the feed. Uh, and the show that I did with Rick and Ben as we kind of break everything down. But there's a specific kind of skill set I think you're going to see play more here than we've seen at some of the past few U.S. Opens, like Chambers, Aaron Hills, and even last year at Pebble Beach, I don't think I have any correlation with this course. I think you want to be looking at... This is classical. I think you want to be looking at Bethpage, and you want to be looking at uh, Bethpage for the PGA Championship, the way that that played, uh, Shinnecock, and Oakmont. Oakmont, Marion? Marion. That's that's a while ago, though. Like, uh, Justin Rose won there. Does that mean he's going to win this week? Okay, yes, but you said how it didn't... Well. He could be a fancy uh, selection. Nonetheless, you had mentioned the courses play differently. They're not sort of like some... We've had a different a contrast in styles in which these events have gone to. But going back five or six years, only elite drivers of the golf ball are winning U.S. Opens. 
Yes and no. And when you say elite drivers of the golf ball, then this is where I wanted to kind of get into like well, Rose, just uh, Dustin Brooks. So, but look, look at the one that Dustin won. If you look at the rest of the top 10 that week, there are elite drivers of the golf ball, but they're all short accuracy guys. It's like Furick and Nah and Lowry and that type of player. The Dustin was like a weird outlier amongst everyone that year. So I'm thinking like just based on the way that I've seen the rough here and maybe some of the bombers are going to dial it back a little bit and increase their accuracy by hitting two medals off the tee or something like that or hitting three wood. But I, I, accuracy is the one thing I'm really honing in on here. Like you're just not, you're not going to be even at the BMW championship a few weeks ago at Olympia fields when Hideki was just missing every fairway. He can't miss every fairway here. He's going to shoot like plus 30. It's just not happening. But even if you have a great day, how many fairways are you going to hit? Well, Brendan Todd would hit them all. Listen, I, I am torn. I mean, you obviously got to be in the fairway here, but it's almost like, I mean, accurate drivers, yes, but you want some aspect of total driving and then scrambling. Like, I don't know. Like, we always, it's so funny. You get bored of making content and writing in articles that you might do saying like elite ball strikers. I don't think it's a ball striker week. I think it's, it's elite scrambling and, and um, very good driving of the golf ball will be the most important elements. And someone's going to hit more nine or 12 footers than an extra, another guy. And that'll be worth a couple strokes every time he does it. Yeah. I, I, just looking back at this, so it is a was it A W Tillingham designed course. Gil Hans redid it uh, in the two thousands. But the only other course that like is of this design that's in this part of the world that the PGA actually plays is Ridgewood, which is in New Jersey. Um, is, it, is it Ridgewood or is it Plainfield? Now I completely forget. No, it might be Ridgewood. I no, think it, you're right. It, it's Ridgewood. So the past winners at Ridgewood, the past because they used to have a FedEx Cup event there. Coocher. Hunter Mahan and Bryson DeChambeau are your past three winners of those course. 2018, 2014, 2010. Bryson, here we go. Let's get into the odds I, and talk about this. Because I, I talked about the, the top three guys. And we'll talk about the top uh, 20, 20 to 1 and below. Dustin's 8. Rom's 10. Justin Thomas is 14. Rory is 16. Xander is 16. And Morikawa is 20. Kind of broke this down on the DraftKings show uh, as we went through it. I just, I don't know what to do with Dustin and Rom. I'm so terrified of both of these guys, and I don't want to bet either of them that price. I think Morikawa, could he win back-to-back majors? Because he has the perfect game for for a U.S. Open-style course. You know the one guy out of those guys that hits every fairway? It's Colin Morikawa. He doesn't need to change his game at all. Now, he has no short game, which could really kill him. But if he's going to be keeping it in the short grass, unlike all these other guys, and even at Olympia Fields, he was horrendous day one, then battled his way back. Then he battled back at the Tour Championship. He's letting one bad round kind of get him, Tommy Fleetwood style, but he's keeping the ball in the fairway. And that's going to be such an advantage here over any other place. Yeah, it feels like if you're offline here, you're just going to take your bogey and you just hope the guys you bet aren't making triples because everyone's going to make every kind of score. Not a lot of triples or doubles here. A lot of just bogeys. Kind of like at Shinnecock uh, when they played. It was okay. just like, oh, some guy made nine bogeys in this So you got to just lay it up and then you're playing in from 130 and then you're just two putt. Listen, these greens, they're talking about the levels and the undulations and... 
side hill, downhill, be on the right levels. Like you'll see a lot of eight footers as the comebackers. Oh yeah. Don't be three putting. So three putt avoidance in an Augusta type way. Are you looking to, I don't know what three putt avoidance really tells me. You're right. It's It's all relative to the week. It's like scrambling. It's like scrambling is a really bad stat to try to predict anything. Because where are they scrambling from? I would like to know that part of it. Are they scrambling from 10 feet off the green? Are they scrambling from 150 yards out? Because, I don't know, Like that means something, and I don't know how to quantify that. Jeff Ogilvie in uh, someone... Jeez. It took in a bunch of content. (laughs) And you say it seems like you remembered it all. Well, no. Well, Jeff Ogilvie was mentioning, um, you know, in recapping his win... That it's almost that hundred yard range of like scrambling. That's actually quite important because it's where you're coming back in to play from and giving your chance yourself, I guess, a chance to make parts. Not just scrambling, but when looking at scrambling stats, Pat, longer distance scrambling is actually really important here. So wedges, hundred and in, like those half wedges. Because when you play out of your bad spot off the tee, you're not going at the green. You're laying it back up into the fairway. Interesting. I, that was not really an angle that I had considered, but I can, I can research some of that stuff for you right now as we talk. Do you want to know who the best players in this field since, let's call, do we want to say the restart? Yeah, we'll say since the restart from 75 to 100. Oh, boy, you're going to like this. Let's go! Jason Day, Ugh, not Justin me. Rose, Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, Kevin Streelman. I don't like this a lot. Tony Finau. Yeah. Steve Stricker. Jordan Spieth. Hideki. And Eric Van Hroyen. There's no one in there I really want to bet. 100 to 125. Neiman. Walker. Webb. Todd. Shez. Na. Dustin. Kang. Connors. Eric Van Royen. EVR is really... If I, we bet EVR, he's going to four-putt every green, isn't he? Not a whole lot of water for him to hit in the middle of here. I think he had a tough week last week. Yeah, he missed the cut. I'm not too concerned about him missing the cut. Are you? With the safe way? No, I, 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 mean, I mean, what even number would you get to bet that guy? EVR, I think well, he's 100 and 200 to 1, 225 to 1. Yeah. Anyway, back to the top. Do you think it's going to be a week for you where you just bet Dustin 8 to 1 or bet Rom 10 to 1? Because I've seen a lot of people just be like, I'm betting Rom 10 to 1. And that's going to be my bet. I, that, I can't talk anyone out of that. If anyone wants to bet Rom, Thomas, or Dustin, that's your one bet. Or maybe you bet two of them. Just bet two of those guys and be on your way. Invest what you have to invest for the week. But that's just not how I like to approach it. And this course is so hard. These guys can shoot themselves out of it too. Just don't forget that. Like Everyone expects Dustin to be there on Sunday, but if he opened with 81, I wouldn't be super stunned. Like, good players are going to have bad rounds here. Yeah, bad that's rounds. why. I don't know. As I agree, they, these guys are the cream of the crop. They're the three best players in the field. But I don't think, like, in-game variants can prevent them from blowing up any more than it would prevent Adam Scott from having an absolutely horrible day. Yeah. I don't like to bet this part I, I i like john rom a lot it's a really short price to ask a guy to win his first major at a course like this though it's how dustin kind of did it dustin wasn't quite as short but this is exactly the it was same like 12 or 14 but it was exactly the same situation at this style of course yes i don't know it felt rom hasn't had that like insane 
Sunday close call at a major like Dustin had. Like, I don't want Masters. To, he was there, but it wasn't like anything like Dustin. Like a buildup of like what the f? A pebble, a whistling straight, a, the, the a Chambers last Bay. Year, make one of those putts. You're in a playoff with Tiger. Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, Dustin. It's like a sad list. Like he could be his attitude with Brooks's trophy case. Like it's that, a nose hair from that. Chambers Bay, heartbreaking. Very few times have I literally guaranteed a guy would win a golf tournament. I'm pretty sure I guaranteed Dustin would win Oakmont. And why did I do it? Yes, he had broken my heart so many times. And well, that, I believe that, that squirrel was the logo, too. You were big into that. I remember. I, that, was, that was your angle that The week. Oakmont logo was a squirrel with a nut. It was like the blind squirrel will find his nut. Like, this is an omen for Dustin at Oakmont. I felt that. Well, what, what, what's the logo this week? It's just uh, like the, it's almost like the Nike running logo. It's just like a winged foot. It's like a foot with wings on it. I don't really make anything. Like sturdy wings from role models? Can, uh, sure. can the logo just be Jane Lynch dancing from behind the I don't, TV? I don't have like a thing this year, but after Dustin won, then I'll toot my horn again. About a month out to the next U.S. Open, I tweeted at Brooks's dad to let him know he's going to have an amazing Father's Day. And what do you know? He did, and we cashed 35 or 40 to 1. Not me. Before Brooks became a cocky SOB. Ain't here. Had to play the Wyndham. Had to play Minnesota. I don't see his name. Uh, Seems like you've dealt with injuries in your life. Never. As it relates to sports. Never. I've never broken a bone. I got stitches in my finger once. Right here. Uh, And then, obviously, the dream, love forever. Gary Woodland, his collection for me last year at a super long punt like 125 or 50 to one you can like get him at that number again right now so i've actually hit three of the last four u.s opens i was nowhere near the brooks back to back i feel like that broke our hearts with the fleetwood tommy yeah with the fleetwood putt so that was just my um sponsorship break anyhow I don't know. Rom would be my pick, but it's an incredibly insane ask for a first-time major winner, ten to one. I don't think we've had that. Maybe Jason Day did that. Yeah, at he might Whistling have been Straits. ten to like ten or twelve at Whistling. Dustin was the fourteen. Going even a little farther back, it's a big ask. I'm seeing Xander Shoffley fourteen to one. Well, that's that, an insane that, ask that, for a guy who's not. That, that's so, the U.S. Open thing, though. He's never finished worse than sixth in a U.S. Open. And he's in been the past three years. And, and he's been good. He's maybe been the most consistent golfer since we've come back to play. He hasn't won. He hasn't even really sniffed, I guess. At, no, no. At, last the, week, the, the, big, the big cat enchilada. Oh, Dustin kind of. There was a moment there. There was, there was a moment where there was an op- a chance okay, Xander right. could come back. While we were recording our football show, there was a moment. And it went away quickly because Dustin just hit a putt. Probably. So beyond Colonial, he really hasn't had a shot at winning. Yet every single week, his odds just drop no, and drop the PGA, and drop. were we not in there? He I was, bet him. I felt we were in there. He, he was around. Not We were in there. But uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, at no point was it like, oh, God, Xander's going to win this. It's, oh, the easy holes are finally coming up for these guys. They're going to run away with it. That, that sometimes happens, yes. It was like Xander at the Masters last yep. year. It's like, oh, my God, Xander Shoffley's in the lead. It's like, oh. Everyone else has amen corner to Listen, play. Listen, I'm not prepared. I had the future on him at the PGA early. That was a 30. I can't get behind the 14. Dustin just seems like a sleeping, quiet elephant, though, right? At the moment. I don't know where, like, just a giant here. That I would I, rather bet him at 12 than Dustin at 8. 
if you're making me make a pick. You'd rather bet Xander than... No, Dustin, Justin oh, at Justin. 12. Oh, Justin. I thought you said Dustin. Oh, I, I mix up the names sometimes. I, I do apologize. Dustin, Justin, John. Yeah, Justin Thomas is set up perfectly for this, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm not betting this part of the board. If John Rom, I'd love to see... I would hate to see Dustin get in there again and blow it, unless it's versus a bet of mine. Because that would suck. I well, that's, that's the whole thing. Like, you're betting Dustin, jo- you're betting Dustin Johnson at 8-1 to one at a U.S. Open. Yes, he has one U.S. Open win. But every other major, he tends to blow. Well, you're betting the fact that, I mean, you talk about Xander in U.S. Opens. Dustin, it feels like, is Mr. U.S. Open. And the tournaments are almost built for what he does, as a lot of guys do now as well. And he's playing at an unconscious... I got to say, it's been... Like, bets aside, a true joy to watch this guy golf. Like, when we watched Rory close out, like, it was just like, it it felt like a pleasure to watch, like, these guys, when they're playing so well, do what they're doing. I take such enjoyment out of it, even when I am losing a bet. And we bet golf outrights. I make the ticket, I drive the car off the lot. I can't go back and say it's worth less. Unless sometimes you shop at a certain book, they'll give you your money back. But <laughs> we could talk about that. Which I did. I, I had a bet on Tommy Fleetwood, which I was able to cash out for 97% of what it was worth. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to take my money back. I'll, I'll, I'll take the little, take the 3% loss and move on my way. I think he could be fine he this could be, week. He could be fine, he but they're, be not, fine. they're not giving you a break on his odds. He's like almost what he was. There's, a, there's a 44. 44 is not good enough. I want like 80. He's been dog shit. Hey, you want to know something? Dog you shit, want to know Jeff. something? They should all be eighty. That's the God's honest truth outside of these like top seven. Everyone else should. But be at 80. least the other guys have signs of life. Did you, buddy? Had a great little day in Portugal yesterday. Oh well. Do you not have to quarantine coming coming back? Not in, not for the U.S. Open the, under Trump law. Under under the U.S. Like everywhere else in the world, if you go there, you have to quarantine for fourteen days in the U.S. That's not a thing. Do you know? So hit me, and I don't. This time of year would have been impossible. Like if there Did were. Did you just point to Tommy Fleetwood going to the Portugal Masters and having a decent final round? He shot seven under yesterday, finishing like second place. Isn't that and like typically? It, that's what he isn't, does. Isn't it like the biggest scrub event like on the European tour? No, but Portugal that's literally Masters? Tommy Fleetwood. When you're like, oh my god, this guy is always has great finishes. It's because of exactly that. The seven under Sunday. Are you saying that, that Tom, him, are you saying that Tommy Fleetwood is major Matt Kuchar? I'm saying he might be. I'm saying Tommy Fleetwood sets up well, in my opinion. We can get to that. He does. No, he range. has the perfect skill set. It's just he's been playing like garbage. Okay. You're right. And we don't get a break. Because everyone wants to bet him at the U.S. Open because he plays the U.S. Open well every year. I'd rather bet him at oh, more than double Xander and close to three times in some places. I'd rather just not bet them. Like, I get I get the Xander odd. I don't know who's betting it, but apparently everyone is. People are betting it. Yeah. I've seen it. People are betting it. Feels like that Tampa Bay Buccaneers bet that we were <laughs> talking about on the NFC win oh, total show. Just not like, going to lie. But Bucks for the Super Bowl, so- 10 to 1. Knows whatever. We'll get there with our football. We'll put it this way. I have I, money to bet on golf this week because the Saints slammed the Bucks. <laughs> um, Morikawa is my only lean from that top end at 20 to 1. I think those are good odds. I, and you can find them deeper, too. Yeah, I, I would, I guess, agree with you. I'm not going to lie, though. Of under 20 to 1, maybe I'm insane. I like Rory. I like Thomas the best. I like Rory. As Justin Ray pointed out to me, Rory doesn't win hard tournaments. Like he won at Congo when it was tough, but like he wins birdie fests. 
I don't think Rory's ever won a tournament at less than, like, minus 10. I don't think I'm betting anybody. So that's just the truth of it. But I think I like uh, Rory. I think you're catching a break. You are catching it, but you're not getting enough of a break. It's not that you're getting a break on Rory. Rory at 16 is fine. He probably doesn't even deserve to be 16. It's just Xander is 14 and Rory is 16. It just seems really weird. Yeah. Again, under 20, I would go Rory. I agree with your Colin Morikawa pick. I'm just not there. I, I not don't. I, I haven't bet it yet, it. but like that's that's step one. That's as low as I'm going is Morikawa. I just if I'm going to go with this accuracy I'm kick, which I'm on, which could be completely wrong because that happens to me all the time. But I just don't think that he's going to put himself into a world of trouble where some of these guys yes. might. And that's all you got to do. Yeah, two putt pars. And my, my pick yeah. to win, who I bet on, is out. Scheffler, like, set up perfectly for this for me. You know how he played in round four at Harding Park? Almost like Dustin did, where mm. put it in the fairway, hit it to the middle of the green, two putt for par. Yeah. Do that this week, you are actually going to yeah. win by a lot. So then there's a name I'm going to say, but I'm going to just circle him because I want to make the point I want to make quickly. This, I feel, is the only major me and you, like, even outside of me bugging you, like, come on, let's use some pull. Make someone send us to the Masters. I might whisper in your ear. ear. But I feel like we actually talked about going to the U.S. Open because it was in New York and in the summer. Yeah, and then it got canceled. Well, it got canceled, and now, even if spectators were around, you, you, it's a time you know what, year it'd be you impossible. You know what the thing was? Because it was going to be me and you, and I said that, hey, maybe we should bring Tim, too. So, cursed. <laughs> Clearly. Tim's using Dustin as his one and done, by the way, if people want to know. Well, there it is. Uh, So I'm a little sad. It would have been real close. Like, this would have been so much fun. This golf course, uh, uh, just, oh, I'm excited. But I would say... Would you... uh, One thing that we discussed on the DraftKings show is it pertained to, like, the scrubs in this field. Now, I'll even not even mention names. But these are... Not not mention names yeah. necessarily, but from like the hundred to one range on like the two hundreds. Because I got a couple. Those guys are live at this live. tournament. Live. I I would prefer to go with like PGA Tour grinder guy rather than random Euro guy who's like good on the European tour. But like the Brian Harmons of the world can win this tournament. Just guys who make their ten foot putts, hit themselves some fairways. Like Shez Reedy. That, that was the name. I was like, you said Stre- Let me e- say Shez. Even Cusboy Streelman. Like, uh, the, the, these types of guys can win U.S. Opens. Well, or at least be okay. very competitive. Here's in the US thing Opens. we're going to flirt with 7,500 yards. So blindly, you want to say those guys are, are like just F. But, but because of how crazy this thing's going to get and the potential for the plus two winning score, even par four over, the Ogilvy score, and then. The birds on the ground are saying it's going to be impossible, which we always hear. And, and you can make I, what you I, want. I've got those some videos. videos. I got some videos from inside the ropes of a few people that I know. There, they're like, "This is going to be fucking yeah. bird." They might. Have, they might have to trim the rough. Hear me out, Pat. It's, it's so bad right now. I believe, they can't find the ball if it goes yeah. into the rough. I believe somebody <laughs> mentioned to us, and I know you kind of like you admitted you were sort of wrong. You didn't sort of believe any of the hype. A couple, uh, uh, BMW. I was so off on that. It yeah. was ridiculous. But my point being is, we got hit up from some people that were saying like it's crazy here like people are talking like it's crazier than harding park and we're like okay well harding park was like 1200 like so like yeah it was still but those same people that are saying no it's freaking crazy here are telling me again it's crazy here so like harder than olympia so that's what we could be in for insanity insanity Next, so who knows? next range, 20 to 40. Here's who, here's who we have littered in this little mix. Bryson, Webb, 
Cantley, Berger, Hideki, Fleetwood, Finau, Day, Patrick Reed, Hatton, Scott, and that's where I'm going to stop it. Okay. I have my bet to win the U.S. Open. I can't use him in one and done because I've tried to use him like five times already, and I already have used him. Betting Webb Simpson. He's the type of guy... No, he's the type of guy that everyone's going to say that this course does not suit. But what has Webb done since becoming a top five player in the world? That's a little bit different. He got the putting back like two years ago, and it's mainly on Bermuda. This is on Poa. As long as it's not on Bent, it's usually pretty good. He plays par 70s really well, albeit this is a gigantic par 70. His lack of distance will hurt him a little bit, but he's not Steve Stricker off the tee. He's like an average distance player on the PGA Tour. But his fairways are top 10 on tour. He hits the fairway like every time now. Now, that can always go away and you can start spraying it if you start pressing. (laughs) But his long irons, top notch. His wedges, top notch. He's still one of the best putters in any given week. Like if you had to tell me who's going to come top five in this tournament in putting. Now, putting, highly variant. It could be anyone. But Webb would be one of my first five draft picks to be one of those guys to make all of his 10 footers for the week. And he has, like, that 100-yard game that we talked about. He can save himself from around the green. He's won a U.S. Open before. I think it just sets up really well for him. And you can find a better number than 28 on him. You can find worse ones. You can find better ones. But even 28, I like it. And I liked how he played rounds three and four at the Tour Championship, too, after he skipped Olympia Fields, wasn't really good the first two rounds at Eastlake, and then he started getting it back together a little bit. But I don't know if he's going to be – he reminds me of Stenson. He doesn't hit as many fairways as Stenson, but it's getting close, and the rest of his game is kind of better right now like than Peak Stenson was. You don't want it. You hate Webb Simpson. That's why no. you, you don't think that he's good. That's not true. It is. You'll be like, Daniel Berger's so good. Webb Simpson <laughs> did, sucks. Hey, I did you know I like <laughs> Berger, but I'm not throwing any stones at Webb. I'm just not there. Okay. Not there. I, I doubt many people are going to be on board with me. With I that. would rather... That skill set, I'll rather play the poor man's webs. Okay, that, that's completely fair. And I'll pay for, like, the guys that, like, have the U.S. Open skill set. I'll, I'll be more willing to pay for that price. That's sort of how I feel. Um, I do like Berger a lot. I got him out of 50 uh, a while ago as his, like, run of being great again. Back to, like, that 15th best golfer in the world was beginning again. So I'm excited about that, and I'm excited about where it stands for him. You mentioned your love of how well you thought Scheffler would play this week. Wants me to go to another guy. Adam Scott. Who I feel, well, we'll talk about him in a second. That, that's the guy. Like. That's the best comp. Him and Cantley are the two well, best comps. Cantley was the guy. I mean, we finally saw some life at Olympia Fields. I don't remember how it ended for him. Not well. Well, he ended up kind of turning it around on Sunday, but he came inside the top 15. I don't remember how it ended for him, but he does what Scheffler does, to, like, always sparingly putting for bogey yeah he seems off though since the restart off but i'm that's why i was asking because at um him and rory were leading yeah, in yeah. chicago and they were the two guys that we had, who had kind on. of been the slowest since the restart and then what's funny is hideki i would say would have been the third slowest player like of a high level since we gotten back to play and he showed some life again also uh, out of that break. So how, Cantley at at um, Olympia Fields, what was the final word on that? Oh, he came 12th. 
Couldn't hit an iron to save his life, but drove it well, putted well, chipped it well. I, I put it this I, way. I, I don't mind that. I, I, here's why I like it, and especially like I like Cantley over Burger, although Burger's fine. Um, and I like him more than Finau. I do, in, too. In order to win this. And I like him as much as Shoffley. Like, I think there's no real difference between the two of them, except one is almost triple the odds. We do agree. Like, to me and you, I don't know. Other people can have different opinions. I have Shoffley in more of that big picture category. To me, he does not belong with Justin, and and he does not belong inside that top five. No, we talk a lot about how we always pointed to Rory, because remember, Rory went like two years without winning or whatever it was, but he had like 25 top fives. Like, it's hard to win golf tournaments on the PGA Tour. Maybe that there is a knack that some people have for closing it out on a Sunday when the pressure gets like ratcheted up. But Xander has four wins, which is incredible. I mean, it doesn't sound incredible because some of these, like Morikawa already has three, but that, that's such a no. weird aberration. Yeah, you that, can't compare. He's incredible. But I don't see a huge discernible difference between Shoffley, Cantley, and Finau. I don't. I think they're all kind of the same player. Well, one's got four, one's got two, one's, one's got, got zero. Net. Well, one. We'll call it a half win. Half. And well, well Fee, um, Cantley's got Memorial and Shriners. Yeah. So and, Shriners a half? It, I mean, no. It's, but I mean, Xander has three wins and no cut fields. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> li- I don't want to have to But they're to good take fields. A, this is the thing. We're kind of saying we love Xander Shoffley, but you put him at 14 to 1, we, we're just going to give our opinion on that. Yeah, we're going to give him, we're going to give it shit. And he yeah. might win. Like, we're not saying can't win. Wouldn't be shocked We think at these all. other guys could win. It's just, I'm not betting a 14 when a Cantley 30 is there or a Cantley uh, 40 is there. I think they're equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, so you were talking up Scheffler. I like Cantley. I like Scott too. I, yeah. Scott couldn't drive the ball for shit at the BMW. It I don't was care. Really weird. His irons were. He firing. sets up perfectly because everyone will miss some putts. And you were comparing Cantley to Scott or to these guys. The thing is, I got more confidence that Cantley's going to be the guy that's like eleven of eleven from eight feet as opposed to Scott and Fino. But I like all three of them. It does feel like if there's one of these guys that blows up, it's Cantley. Like, all of a sudden, oh, who fired at opening day 85? Oh, it's Patrick Cantley. Great. Are you saying, like, you're inclined for Fino, though? I don't really understand what you're going. I'm not going to bet Fino to win. Give me a break. You just said you like Fino more than Xander. I don't know what. No, I, I, I just think that the, the comparable skill sets of all three of those guys are eerily similar. They all kind of do the same stuff well. And Xander, on any given day, could be the best driver and iron player of the three. It could be Cantley. It could be Fino. Fino's the worst putter of the three, by far. I, you said something to me before we started. You said you're attacking a range. And I know what you effing meant, and I'm, I'm ready to freaking attack it. So there is the one name that we glossed over, who I think is super interesting. And you can find better numbers than the 22 to 1. But four weeks ago, oh. this number was 10 to 1. And I know he has not played well. Like it a lot. If Bryson can, like, everyone's just, it's funny. The conver- the narrative around Rom goes from being, he's a hothead, he can't keep it to fucking gather. In any sort of big spot, he's going to blow it because his emotions will get the best of him. Now that narrative's gone because he wins all the time. Turns out he wins at, like, a 12% clip in any tournament that he enters. So that narrative's gone. Now it's Bryson's like, well, Bryson just wants to bomb and gouge. That's all he's going to do. What was the one thing we always said about Bryson? You get him at a course that requires an immense amount of strategy, almost Tiger-esque strategy, he's going to do really well. Let's go. He plays historic courses 
really well. If he can resist the urge to stand up there and try to hit the ball 400 yards and just play it back a little bit, I know the irons haven't been good, but the driving, he can hit fucking two metal off every tee and still drive it farther than most people in this field. And his putting has been out of this world every second event. It's either really good or really bad, but almost like Webb, he can kind of go off here. I don't know what to do with Bryson. I don't think I can make another bet. (laughs) It's nice that we're doing this show then. You made all your bets before a Monday? <laughs> no, they've been say? made for a long time. Okay. Well, why don't, for the viewer's sake, why don't you approach this? Can't like you have That's the one bet I want to make. You have no, no color on Bryson. We're just moving oh, no. on from Well, I, I have a Bryson at 28 to 1. I love Bryson this week. So you do like Bryson. I thought... Yeah. Now, but let's say you didn't have that, and the 22 was staring you in the face. So you would bet it's Bryson value this thing. They had this thing at like 14, like three weeks ago. And like Bryson was God. I'm all in on Bryson. I almost just don't want him to win because I really want him to win the Masters. Because that's where all my major Bryson money is. Me too. That's what like, I really want. For, for the record, Tim said that Bryson has no chance here. Uh, basically said that. Uh, he was really triggered after the rocket mortgage. Which, which Bryson won? No, I know. He was triggered that he won because he used his driver to get the leg up. And he said that, well, good thing he won't be able to do that at Wingfoot. So just so the people know. So this is sort of the range. Like Morikawa, range. Bryson, Webb, Cantley. Webb is the only one I'm committing to at the moment. Reed. Reed, but even going a little bit deeper than that. Two Hatton. Of them, Hatton, I'm in on. I'm betting Hatton. Uh, I want better than 40. I, I will bet it at 40 to 1, but I will find better than 40 to 1 on Hatton. Best I, I've seen is 45. I, I think that he's going to end up being a popular pick this week. What do I call? What, what have I called him in the last month? He's poor man's web. I think they do a lot of the same things. I can see that. I the only worry, like, I don't know, you worry, like, a, a bad bounce just going to drive him insane, but I don't care. I mean, but I'm here but, for but no, one, no one's concerned about that with Rom anymore? Oh, Rom's over that? Yeah, right. That, <laughs> you figured it out. Although, right. although people were talking about it as, you know, as soon as Memorial, when he won this year. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's melting down. Like, oh, no, Listen, he's fine. <laughs> ha- you just... Hatton usually beats himself up over, like, pars. It's weird. Like the, Hatton, st- the stuff that he gets like freaked out about is not the stuff like it's not a shank into the woods. He's just like meh. Hatton is the guy that I trust from that that I trust to keep the ball in the fairway. I trust when he doesn't keep the ball in the fairway, he'll get that ball back in play to that scrambling distance that we spoke about. And when he's down around the green and needs to scramble, I trust him. And if I need a guy that I can just hope goes banger on eight to twelve footers this week, fourteen footers, clutch one, it is him. It is him. Is the temperament, like, a thing? Yeah, but this guy is, like, how do you put this? He won Bay Hill. He's had such an incredible run. Like, I feel he's got to just be in such a great place for, for this. My concern. Did I bet him at Harding Park? Yes. When I mentioned that bet, was I like, I worry this place is just a bit of a brute for him. But a it, lot of the same concerns but it, you put but, on but, but, it, but it absolutely wasn't a brute for him. He lost six strokes putting in two rounds. Agreed. <laughs> and the my and I think a plot like an insanely hard tournament suits him very well. I, as it does Patrick freaking Reed. Yeah, Reed Reed's gonna be hard to get away from at 35. You got him at 80. 80. 
preview show summer cheater oh the guy you call a cheater he's about to be the u.s open champion and then you're gonna suck it remember when tim used to shit talk patrick reed because he had no top tens in majors then he won the masters it was all part of his speeth is so good patrick reed sucks type stuff yeah, like that's the thing. This range is littered with so many guys, but I really do have to narrow it down. Like, I, I didn't want to be derisive towards Daniel Berger. I like Daniel Berger, but like he is just not in, in the power rankings of people I want to bet from this range. Like, I'd rather bet Hideki. What do you make of Hideki? Because you I, said we glossed someone over. That's who I thought you might be going to. Well, no, because I mean, I'm off Fleetwood, just he's been playing so badly. I'm not going to bet Finau just because I'm not going to bet Finau. Day, I just, I never bet Day. I have no feel for Day. And at 35 to 1, you're not getting a break on him whatsoever. Hideki just plays hard courses really well. Like, he's just so good at everything and not great at any one thing. Like, he really saved his ass at that BMW championship by chipping. Like, his up and downs were incredible. Oh, early to get that insane score. Yeah, like, to get that. No, but even just to stay there the entire week. Like, he hit four 14 fairways. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's how he scored so well. Insane chess. And then, then he lost it a little bit. Then it it. all went backwards for him. It's not like... Water found its level. But he... uh, at some point, he was making, like, every eight-foot putt. Hideki doesn't make every eight-foot putt. That doesn't happen. Well, that's why it's so hard. As much as, like, I like same as Scott. the Finau thing same and, as Scott. and the Scott part, that's the hard part about those guys. That's why I... But, okay, hold on. We got to reel this in. We got to reel it in. Because, like, it happens every time, Pat. You only win these things by catching that bottle. No, no, I agree. And it was like, like what it happened was like to Woodland. Woodland? Woodland last year. No, the I completely chipping, agree the putting, with you. Like, he's a good player. He's a PGA player. We all like him. He has a skill set. And if that's the week he chips like God and putts like a maniac, then holy shit, he, he wins. This is going to play difficult relative to par, winged foot. Would you like to know who the leaders in this field are on difficult courses over the past 24 rounds that they have played? That's a six-tournament sample. Potentially more if they miss the cut in one of these events. And would you like to hear strokes gain total or strokes gain tee to green? Both. Strokes gain total on difficult courses past 24 rounds. John Rahm, Tyrrell Hatton, Shane Lowry, Tony Finau, Rory McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay, Matt Wallace, Mackenzie Hughes, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Reed, Bryson, Webb, Sungjae, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick. Those are your top 15 in strokes gained total. Now, if I switch that over to strokes gained tee to green, because this would be the guys that strike the ball well, put themselves in good position, and miss three-foot putts and take themselves out of tournaments, just as opposed to total, because that this takes putting out of the equation. The top 15 in this regard are Sergio, number one, Rory, Morikawa, Hatton, Rom, Thomas, M, EVR, Hideki, Woodland, Anne, Scheffler, who is withdrawn with COVID, Shez, Cantley, Palmer, Neiman, and then Finau is next. Did anything find strike you as interesting from that? Besides that, we should probably bet Sergio top twenty, probably not to win top twenty, because he did strike the ball well at Safeway too. Are you too. just telling me? Just there's a lot You're of talking to me about Finau. What, 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 I, I know Hatton is up on yeah. that list, like. I never do this, but I'm betting Fitzpatrick this week. I'm taking the accuracy guys, the guys who play hard courses well. Yeah, yeah. The only other one who kind of popped up there that I was really kind of super surprised about. Like, are we done with the the forty to ones? We can go forty to one hundred. 
Yeah. So 40 to 100. Yeah, that's what you got to do here because there's not much. Fitzpatrick is, I'm seeing him at 50. Paul Casey rates out so well for me here. I know he rates out well all the time, but he has dis, like distance plus accuracy. I don't know if I can get there on Casey, but he was so close at the PGA Championship. And this is just going to play like a really more difficult version of Harding Park. But the guy I'm really looking at, because I wanted that Scheffler skill set. Like who hit, that's why I like Morikawa. Who hits it the longest, the straightest. But I want straightest over longest. So which accuracy players hit it the longest? Answer? Matthew Wolf. Who has been great. Yeah. 66 to 1, you can get a 70 out there. I really like Matthew Wolf this week. I worry about his, like, 100 yards and in. And I worry about his putting. But I need him to... Whoever's going to win is going to putt well. Like, okay. That's what I mean. You're going to catch the woodland. Like, you're just going to catch it. Catch of the taste. But his, like, he has, he's third in the field in driving distance. He's top 30 in accuracy. Like, the only other player who rate, like, profiles like that in terms of actual stats is Bubba. And there's no way anyone's betting Bubba to U.S. Open. It's not happening. <laughs> no, I will say as Bubba gets older, more matured, I do actually believe he's found a more likely to find a bit of a comfort zone in these events that well he like, hired he hired a breathing coach i did not know that he but <laughs> i just follow him online he just seems like a guy that like some like he's just so happy for obvious reasons he's incredibly happy blessed content um has been so successful on the golf course that it's not like the most like it's not do or die the putts yeah, he's okay if he misses it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, I mean, we had a three-win season a couple years ago. So to say, like, I feel like we're going to get another Bubba resurgence, I don't think is a, like, not bold of a statement. But I think we're going to get one. I don't know. If I'm not a- ready to call the U.S. Open win for Bubba. The fact, if he makes the cut at the U.S. Open, yeah, I'm going to be super stunned. That's a big <laughs> ask. But I'm just saying, I think he's in a place where I think he's more prepared to succeed here than ever. But... What does succeed be, like, top 30 for him? I just worry with Bubba. And he played well at Olympia Fields. That was another... But he's almost like there are certain things that go away and don't go away. Like, when Bubba is rolling at his, like, happy place courses, he's somewhat familiar with the layouts. There tends to not be a lot of rough. And what happened to Bubba once he got into a little bit of problem on Sunday at Olympia Fields? He completely melted off the leaderboard because he wasn't hitting every green regulation he was forced to get it up and down and he just couldn't it'd be like Corey connor's profiles amazingly this week but he's not going to hit a hundred percent of greens and regulation and everyone that he doesn't hit is an instant bogey instant bogey it's gonna be like when you're watching shot tracker this week and you see player finds rough you're just penciling bogey, in bogey yeah, bogey do it just pencil it in here's <laughs> the other problem i or guess mi- miss green and regulation bogey and with Connors, because he sucks at putting too, it could be that could be the double bogey. I don't want. Well, yeah, that's the problem. You miss the five footer, four and a half footer. You're going to be yeah, staring you, at the double. You're not good. You can't get it up and down yeah, anyway because you leave it yeah. 25 feet. Then you three putt from yeah. 25 feet. That's going to be the the problem. Um, what was that? I don't want to sound like a college basketball coach right now, um, who's like, you know, being down is like maybe a good spot. Uh, you know, you see those coaches come in and have, oh, we're down eight. We're right where we want to be. I'm very worried. 
on a Monday to make this stupid comment because I'll be nervous and happier than a pig and shit to have the 54-hole leader. But I think that's a horrible spot to be this week with how this course plays. Yeah, unless they're up by like 10 or something. That would be you, nice. You know what I'm I saying. Know, like, I, I just think this is not the, like, I just think it's a bad place. Let, let, me throw this, let me throw this weird scenario out here for you. He goes off in the seventh to last group, which is, let's say, four strokes off the lead. Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler goes out and shoots even par on a Sunday and just waits there and finally wins a major. He's waiting at the green to congratulate <laughs> someone else. <laughs> and he wins. And he wins. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Because the two hardest holes on the course are one and 18. Like that, said, that should be an 80, and I wish it was. It's not. It just At a major, too much of the public is just so willing to bet on Ricky regardless. I mean, like there's so many fancy new faces. But there's been, there's been but no not... signs of life from Ricky at all. No. At least, like, you said that Fleet... Like, here's the difference between, like, Fleetwood at 33, who showed a sign of life... Portugal against like challenge tour people. Hey, Kutsi one, the bear. Oh, great. Did he get yeah. into this field? Listen, yes, it wasn't a it was it's a bad field. Hard course, par 70. I don't like that it's not on Bermuda, but it's someone who hits a ton of fairways, plays hard courses really well, and he is actually someone who could make all of his 15-foot putts for a week if he's rolling, and he finally found his irons at East Lake. Sung Jay is down to 90. A yeah, hundred and some spots. That could be a bet. Like if I'm just going to bet on someone with like the skill set that I want in not great form, give me the hundred to one guy over the thirty to one guy. I like Sungjae. Yeah, grind it, Sungjae, grind it. But only bets so far as we're tallying along. Webb, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, and Wolf would be the four for me. And I'm giving all those other guys consideration. Like Hovland, I think, is super live here. Uh, Louis, of course, at any hard course. I just don't, like Finau, I just don't think I can bet him to Who win. Who did you say after Webb? Fitzpatrick. Oh, Hatton, sorry. Yeah, that's not bad. I just worry that, like, the world is going to be on Hatton. You know how that turns out. I don't care. Answer, profiles really well here just because he's going to keep the ball in the short grass, but I don't like 80 to one. Like he feels like 150 to one player at a U.S. open to me. Doesn't he? Yeah. Todd. Shouldn't Louie, yeah, Louie be in a good spot. Todd. Yeah. Like it's the same reason. Like you're not going to bet Finau. Are you going to bet Louie? Bet the the top five. Like that's a much better bet. I like, um, you mentioned Todd. I'd go sideways to Lowry. He's, I think, I mean, what does Todd have to do to get the respect? I just don't want to bet him winning the U.S. Open, not Why? winning the swing season. I mean, he's competed at all of these places yeah. against the big boys. Yeah. And he's been there. I don't want to bet him to win. And he's going to hit every fairway. He has a great short game. He's great from 100 yards and in. And, again, he's another guy who can just go nuclear with the putter. Bet Kevin Kisner. Kisner's not that player, though. Yeah, I think people are just – Kevin Kisner's dealing with some uh, PR problems at the moment. If you didn't see. I didn't. Oh, Jeez. He had to delete some tweets, put it that oh, way. Oh, jeez. Scott Piercy himself or something? No, you know, he, he's not, he's not a, a part of uh, QAnon, like Scott Piercy <laughs> tends to espouse. Was this uh, like a Barstool-related thing? I, I don't know. It oh. just it was someone about someone's like family members died oh, of COVID-19. Oh, and, COVID shit. And then Kisner stepped in with a real snarky response, and then he had to uh, apologize. He's a, he's a snarky guy. 
I he's don't, a snarky guy. I, I it's just, part of the reason like he's people like him a lot. I get it. I don't understand, and it's easy for me to say because. So then, without social media, I don't have a job. Basically, that promotes my job. But if I was a professional athlete, no, I don't know if I could help myself, and maybe he can't either. But what is the upside to any of these guys not being Justin Rose on social media? Honestly, it can only lead to downside. So what if Kevin Kisner, like, like normally then, yeah. people think Kevin Kisner, oh, he's a jovial guy. Generally speaking, he's fun on social media. That doesn't really get him any extra money or any extra press. You know, it does get him extra press when he tweets something that's real shitty, and then yeah. everyone talks about it. Yep. People are calling him the new Coocher, the biggest asshole on tour. That kind of thing. Also, I'm betting Matt Coocher. It's time, Jeff. Where is he? 125 to 1. Really, eh? That I could... Mm, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Coocher. Uh, I got to just bring him up. Woodland, his game is... Didn't he show a bit of... Like, you bet him late in the year somewhere, surprised me. I, I bet him off at, my cards every... Olympia I bet him at Fields? BMW, yeah. yeah. What, what, any reason? Well, I, 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 like, I like him at hard courses, but just he seems kind of lost. He's just not doing it. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you about. I'm not betting it. But is Spieth at 100, like, you can, no, you, at a, an incredibly hard course? You can find, like, even deeper numbers on Spieth. Sure. Like, is this would be a time, like, as someone that, like, I don't know, one... It was the same reason that the only thing I felt good about at Safeway was Spieth's not going to hit any fairways. He's not going to do that here, either. I guess, see, this is not the place your game's going to... Your flaws will be exposed this week. That's why I want it. Like, at least I'm taking... You're talking about really high upside players. And I think that makes a lot of sense in an outright betting market. What do you mean when I mentioned Spieth and Woodland? Spieth, Woodland, and even like some of the... Fowler, what are we talking about? Or he's not like... I I can finish. Sorry. I've been good. No, I'm done. That was one time. You asked me a question. I'm just getting excited. You're talking about these high upside players. And I'm talking about floor players, basically. All the guys that I've mentioned I feel like are really low ceiling but probably don't burn you type players. Like, obviously, it's golf. Guys can go sideways. Dustin Johnson can miss the cut by eight strokes at a U.S. Open. But, like, Webb. Webb's going to hit fairways. Webb's going to make putts. Fitzpatrick, he's going to hit fairways. He's going to make putts. Even someone like Todd. Wolf is probably the most kind of, like, outside-the-box type player that I'm going with. Sung Jay is another one. Like, he's kind of up and down but he tends not to get himself into too much trouble around the course. Kucher is another one. He doesn't tend to get himself into too much trouble. I think that skill set is going to win this week. And again, Morikawa, he's another one. Not a lot of trouble. Fairways, greens and regulation, two putts for par. And that's kind of the skill set that I want. And like, if you talk about even Cantlay, like Cantlay is a bit more unpredictable. Hideki's a bit more unpredictable. Scott, unpredictable. Casey, unpredictable in that kind of way. At least in my mind. Maybe other people feel differently about them. But that would be kind of my take on the different types of players. Yep. I would say my card is more some higher skill set that I am just trying to hope has their A games. Yeah. And that's probably the better way to play it. Like, obviously, guys, put it this way. Obviously, guys will get blown off the card quickly. Just hope there's like one or two, one left, two's left standing near 
near the end. I'm so that's sort of I think where I'm going. Good players that I hope play really well, despite it being a really hard week. But I totally get it. I'll be excited to maybe make some long shots. You alluded to Shez. I think guys like that are totally live here. Like, uh, totally live is really unfair. But they, they, I, I just they're, think they're, they're, winning, more, they're more live here than they are at the Masters. Yeah, the winning score makes these guys, I mean, not to say they won't have to play great, but they just got to, like, keep on keeping on to maybe find their way, like, into this thing. So let's talk about some of these long shots. We both like Shez. He's 140. You can find him at 175, some spots. He's you like, mentioned Cooch. Sorry, Co- Cooch. Yeah, no, Cooch. I'm in on um, 110 or 125. I'll just find the better number. And I'll, like, the each way this week is top eight. Um, you get one-fifth of the outright odds if that player comes inside the top eight. So I probably will litter a few more long shots onto the list just because it's the double bet. Like, if they come inside the top eight, I'm still getting a huge payout. So Kucher, Reavy. The other one I was looking at was Streelman. Yeah, you mentioned that. And Streelman is what, two... You got to flip the page. 200 to one. That is heavy. Um, And of course, Kevin Na. I I haven't made the final choice on him yet, but... He was top 10 at Oakmont. (laughs) You love that guy. I do love that guy. like a hardcore people like... Going to talk a Billy Horschel this week, or that's sort of done? No, I think that Billy Horschel is, we talked about, like, distance plus fairways. He's one of the guys yeah, that rates out really exactly. well. Exactly. Um, Stenson, Norin, Sweden, anything? Stenson. I just don't know where his game is. What are his... 125, he's piggybacked with Norin at the bottom there. You've bet Stenson is that number has climbed literally for the entire year. I know. It has not, and worked. I bet it you has not a, worked out. I bet you there's a bigger one. I mean, I'm just giving you the number I've looked at here. And you got no clue where the game, like not a clue. Well, since the restart, he's played six rounds. He's top 10 in fairways. <laughs> but he was someone who's like historically a good U.S. Open player. Never won it, but like top 20 machine. That might be a top 20 for me. I don't think he's going to win. I just think he hasn't played enough. Like that's so tough to figure out. Um, Zach Johnson? Where? He's 175. I'm not going to bet the outright, but... Top 20 for him. Okay, I got one. I'm not betting it. Harmon's kind of the same way. But this guy, I swear, maybe it's just the perception or where we live. Oh, my God. He has played hard courses, like, really well for some if reason. You're telling- Mac Hughes, like, top 20? No, I don't, I'm not betting it. I said I'm not betting it. You get your 250-foot bombs. PGA Nat, like, look at the hard courses this year and how he's finished. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not betting it. I'm just saying that. They showed a stat during the Tour Championship. What did he do? It 50 was, footers a day? You no, know, it was like most putts made over 40 feet this year. It was like Mackenzie Hughes, 33. Next closest person, four. It's actually great <laughs> that our perception wasn't, is reality with that. We're like, no, this guy is like, it's pretty creepy. We're seeing him on TV a lot, and it's always a 50 footer. But I do feel at really hard courses this year, he has played his best results. Uh, I would agree. Sure. Whether that's luck sack or whatever, that just seems to be what has happened for Mac Hughes he, this season. Well, Paul, you said he was the one guy when you updated the boards from last week, from last week's odds to this week's odds. He's like the one guy whose odds went down somehow. Uh, one of people few, bet him? One of a few. He was like, he was like 175. He went to 110 on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's funny. I didn't even know about that. I don't know, like Mad Scrambler, Cam Smith, like anything there, or like he's he's shown signs of life, but 
I mean, yeah, listen, I'm just fucking. Thomas Peter is going to break how many clubs? Yeah, yeah. You can't. I'm going to bet John Rahm, but Thomas Peters is too much of a hothead for me. <laughs> He's going to have no clubs left in the bag. I, I don't know. One oh, of these guys. Shit. What? Oh, who are you circling now? Will Zalatoris. Oh, yeah. And he has better odds than like someone like Jason Kokrak, who and is like, good. Nah. Yeah. I get that he might be good. Really good. He might be. We see his name on Corn Fairy leaderboards every week. But here's week. the thing. It's not like Will Zelateros like, came around six months ago. He's been around. He's still yet to be on the PGA Tour. Isn't this, wasn't he like Romo's buddy? I, or no, he was in, I don't know, maybe it was, I don't know, he was playing. My point being is he's not like some super prospect. It's not like Hov, like guys that like. No, he's, he's made more of a name from himself from the mini tours, the Corn Fairy Tour, and being good at that kind of thing. Rather than, oh, he was off, he was such a stud. Like Maverick McNeely is like the opposite yeah, of this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, oh, he's so good. He's going to be awesome on or the like PGA Ryan Tour. Ryan Ruffles or something. Fucking Ryan Ruffles. <laughs> <laughs> But I am more inclined, like, you're going to see a few of them. Like, Zalateros is one of them. Peters. Um, even when we get into the Horsefields, the Thomas Detrys of the world. Oh, uh, where's Detry? Bo- Bobby Mack. Detry's 200 to 1. Uh, Bobby Mack is, like, 250. I th- like Tim Anderson, 250 to win the U.S. Open. I think I would prefer, like... Justin like, Harding, a par battler? And guy who hits, uh, guy who hits fairways, too. But I think I'd rather take... Even Thomas Peters, who's just so up and down. I know his skill set is completely different than almost the rest of these guys. Like He's come top five at the Masters. Like He's a good player. But it's been a while since we've seen that guy. But I'm far more willing to lean on the Coochers, the Reeves, the Harmons, even the fucking Ryan Palmers. Guys that just... Are you supplementing all these bets with top 20s? I'm not betting all these guys. I'm just I'm telling you the name the type of names that I want to go at here. I'm betting some of those guys, um, but like Rasmus Hogarden's 140 to one. Why? Mackenzie Hughes down to 110 to one. Like, g- give me Brian Herman instead. Like over those types of guys. Like even if you go down, Streelman at 200. Who else do we got down on the bottom? Like that. I don't think I'm going to take anyone over 300 to one. Shoot, there was e- just Evie, someone here I didn't mind. Per the stats, I think EVR is a bet. We can waste more money there. Sure. I bet you we'll find a bigger number, too. Yeah, but just hard courses, driving accuracy, he's a name that pops up. Guaranteed to miss every three-foot putt. Anyone going to bet darling Kurt Kadiyama 500 to 1? Ryo Ishikawa, 600 to 1? Sammy Valamaki, three top tens in a row on the Euro Tour. Okay, what about former U.S. Open champion? Party Marty? Three hundred? No, he's got life in his what? A hundred to one? One hundred and ten to one? Because he keeps coming second place in Europe. Are you talking about the glove? Yeah, three hundred. Well, he couldn't close out the Safeway field last week. Yeah, no. As you always, anytime I bring up glove, you're like, yeah, but can he win? Like, will he win? No, but three hundred to one with the crazy places and other things. Should we be overlooking like Munoz? You, this guy has been unconscious. I know. He has been... Okay, don't take this the wrong way, Sebastian, because you're all amazing, and I'm jealous of all of you. Even seeing, like, Brian Gay is, like, the 66th career most money earned ever in golf. Amazing. What a life. Keep the card. Now I'll say this. Munoz has been the best worst player in the world. Him or Lonto. Right? Yeah. Like, but maybe, and, but maybe they're actually and when good. I say bad, pl- you know what I mean. No, but maybe, but I, I know the perception, and I feel the same way about them. But maybe they're actually good. Maybe good. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm always looking for more great players because the because the odds treat them like they're garbage. 
even when they play well, they go back to, they, they reset to, oh, yeah, they're not good. You've bet him a lot. To- He's been paying off for me, too. He cashed me low rest of the world at the Tour Championship, yeah. top 10. He's been a DraftKings darling because I'm sure he's still priced. Oh, he's like 6400 yeah. bucks. Or sixty. He's been a great little player week. in the restart. Little player. Great player. Played really well at the BMW. Yeah. That, his name's been showing up a lot. A Tour Championship, he had a fun little day. Yeah, he came eighth. What a, what a paycheck. Well, he just he gets so hot. And th- this isn't the type of tournament where you do that, right? Drop a pen. Like, even at the BMW, there was birdies available. Like, I don't think anyone's going out and posting a Rom-esque 64 at this course. Like he did at BMW. I just don't see it. Do you? I hope it's from Fleetwood. He, he would be the type <laughs> of guy. You know who the guy who would do that is Brooks, but he's not here. Young Han Ann. I like Ann. Where is he? Let's he's do it. 160? No, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so that's sort of like the long shot range. Like, Kucher, I'm in at for sure. Wallace, I think, has a better skill set than oh, most of the other Euros. Yeah. yeah. Because he's distance yeah. and short game. And he's like, so he's got that like old school G. He's like the new G-Mac for me. Like that type of guy. Except Hatton's that who's like really good. Yeah, Hatton's the elite version yeah. of Matt Wallace. You're going to bet Fitzpatrick, eh? Yeah. You dissed the shit out of this guy. Like at every chance you got. I know. And now you're going to bet him to lift the U.S. Open. Telling you, man, if it's gonna be plus four, plus five, plus six, like that's the kind of guy that I want. He just gets hot with the putter for one and a half days. He's there Sunday. Yeah, so let's 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 map out the the flow chart to success for Matthew Fitzpatrick this week and how he actually wins this tournament. Two great putting days, and then he's in contention. Two, two, one and a half. Two ninety plus percentile putting days from him. One and a half, I'd even say. All right, so one and a half. So let's give him one and a half rounds of being one of the six best putters in the field, putting like himself. Well, not himself, like the top end of himself. So you have a full 18 holes where he just makes everything because that's in the cards for him if he's ever going to win. And then another half round where he does that. Don't have the one round where like you're absolutely shit on the greens. Just be like neutral the rest of those days. The other two and a half rounds. I feel like that's something he can do. Another thing he can do, hit all the fairways. Not 100% of fairways, but he'll need to hit 75% plus for the week of fairways. He has a really good short game. He's really good from 100 yards and in. So he's going to need to scramble. Field scrambling rate at this course in 2006 was 40%. He's going to need to scramble at like 65%. But do those three things? It's unlikely. But those are all within the things that he does when he plays well. So, But then, again, to and, win... And, and, plus, you- and plus four, plus five, plus six, it gives you a little yeah, wiggle of course. room. That's the only reason I would breathe Chez Reeve's name. Um, Same as Anne. Like, Anne? But here's the other part of it, Pat. It's, it's not only you have to do what you do well to a good level. You have to do what you don't do well great, like Woodland. Like but, you but, need the only, the, but the the problem with Fitzpatrick is he can't do he the one thing that he can't do. Like well. hit it farther. He's not going to hit it three sixty. <laughs> well, that's why that's like Bryson's like main thing. No, they can't learn to do that. Although he seems to have taught himself to do it. He also imagine has the, if Matthew Fitzpatrick <laughs> shows up wearing the George Michael Arrested Development like bodysuit. It's like yeah, I'm real real yoke now. But no, Bryson was able to do it. He put on 25 pounds, but Bryson's a big dude. He was big to begin with, and he was longer than Matthew Fitzpatrick before he bulked up twice. Matthew Fitzpatrick's like the skinny version yeah. of me. He's like my size, but 25 pounds less. 
Well, it kind of like went a little viral last year with when like a popular golf podcast who gets a lot of access, uh, which I don't mind. I think that's actually very cool. I'm just jealous of it, but I think it's super cool. Made a comment like they're just filming some guys and like one of the dweebier guys on the crew like said like he could beat up Matthew Fitzpatrick. And then that became like a talking point for them even to get Matthew Fitzpatrick in and like make it an even funnier thing. Because he does look like the one guy like on tour I could take. He just, like, he's he a said, little like, dude, Who's man. the one guy on tour you could take? I, I, Fitzpatrick? Like, I don't know. C.T. Pan? Like, who? How little is C.T. Pan? <laughs> How about... I, I'll tell you who you couldn't take in a fight. It'd be Byung Hong An. He'd beat the tar out of me. And then most of us. This guy's a house. I like him this week. 12th at the St. Jude. 22nd at the PGA Championship. Missed the cut in Boston. Then 12th at the BMW. He seems to have figured out his off the tee struggles, and he's always great around the greens. You know, but he's the, like he is the one kind of type of guy that you're talking about, like the woodland esque profile where you just need it, people are going to be bad at putting at this course. Yeah, just don't be the worst. Yeah. Be like, ha, just have that lucky week in you. He's actually gained strokes putting in two of the past four starts that he's had too. So maybe he's figuring something out. I don't know, but like you can find him as low as like two hundred to one. I don't mind it. Like, if I am tempted to bet Tony Finau, isn't it, like, the same thing? A little, a little bit. <laughs> I say that as a huge Finau fan, so I, I think I could say it. But, you know, like, you just... Yeah. All right. Yeah. You got anyone else you want to talk about? Are you a big uh, Otagi guy? No, he got in... What about Brandon? Woo! Otagi got it. Oh no, Waring got in with the Brooks WD, and, and Grace great. got in with yesterday. I would. Yeah. Should we be thinking about Grace? Like, get this, lucky. This is always get the lucky. type of tournament that we like Grace at. Oh, it's really hard. Bet running Grace. Was he at the Safeway? I think he was. Uh, he was at the Safeway. How do you play? I think. He, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't wasn't really tracking Brendan Grace. He made the cut. I remember that. He's not even listed in the field right now. Great. How is Has Denny updated. McCarthy here? How is Denny McCarthy? Or is this the other that's McCarthy? Da- that's Dan McCarthy. This is the other guy. The other, other D McCarthy from the Corn Ferry Tour that I keep confusing. Like, how is Denny McCarthy playing in two tournaments at once? This is insane. Okay. He's actually, like, uh, not bad, by the way. And I don't... Oh, my God. Cole Hammer. The king, the king of being a U.S. Open amateur? Cole Hammer? Literally. The, what a name. Jimmy Walker, 600 to 1. That's funny. People love this Davis Riley. Apparently, he's a star. On the Corn Ferry Tour, yeah. sure. But no, I mean, like, Zalatora, hmm. like, he's a, a prospect, I feel. Zalatoris wasn't like a golf prospect, if that makes sense. I could be dead wrong, and people will correct me. Grace has gained over three strokes on approach in three of his past four starts. Now he's missed the cut in three of those. As his short game has gone to... Remember when he was, like, untouchable around the greens? That has not been the yeah. case for him recently. Um, I don't know which, I always mix up the Herberts, Lucas and Ben, but one of them hits it a mile. One of them is French. I think they're both French. I think one of them's Australian. Oh, so, oh you're right. One of them's Australian. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is just like the Brian Stewart, Chris Stroud situation. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> Same guy. Just make them one guy. How bad has Rafa been? Embarrassing. 275 to one. I, I actually kind of like this Valamaki guy. Sammy, he's a kid, right? The Finnish Flash. 
I'm just staring at names on the second page. Yeah, the second page names that of our second page. Like, I I don't think that I'll narrow it to five and probably Danny will at two hundred. I, I actually have a will it bet with you that we made at Christmas time. Uh, the odds are much more favorable to the better on Danny Willett now because he's been ass for three months. He had the good rocket mortgage and he's been bad ever since. <coughs> no, we had it somewhere else. Good Detroit. Where it was. was it the workday or memorial? He showed life. Then he had a horrible Sunday. Oh yeah, and that's right. It was that. It was that memorial. And then he, like he melted. He was melt. like hard. He, he was like eighty two on. Like, I don't think he even got his like T twenty melt. And he's been bad ever since. That's too bad. Love the guy. Okay. Okay. So the the five guys from there. I mean, this is probably more of a DraftKings, or if you wanted to sprinkle a top twenty, I'll try to. I'll release my card on Wednesday. Munoz, Streelman, EVR, Tom Lewis, and Valamaki. Would be my looks from there. You ready for some quick picks? Yeah, I am. I am ready. More right. ready than my one and done. I was gonna say you, you got it written down already, Jeff. The floor is yours. Quick picks for the 2020 U.S. Open. The bets I have my pre-tournament bets: uh, Bryson 28 to one, Daniel Berger 50 to one, Tommy Fleetwood 30 and 40 to one, Patrick Reed 80 to one. Those are in. Uh, like you said, at the PGA, I had some great early numbers, but I made a couple ads, and where did I get my winner? From the ads. Week of fresh board, these numbers, the guys I like. Cantley, Hatton. Okay. For me, the only two that I'm committed to betting right now, well, actually, I actually haven't made a bet on this yet, so actually, I bet Kevin Streelman at 250 to 1 like two weeks ago. <laughs> Um, but now he's 200. He's got, got some nice closing line value on that. But I am Webb for sure, 28 or better, but 28 I would take. Hatton for sure, looking for that 45, but 40 will suffice. Matthew Fitzpatrick, looking for better than 50, but 50 I'll take. And Matthew Wolf, 66 to 1. Those four guys. I'm very much trying to narrow it down between one of Morikawa, Cantlay, and Reed and potentially Bryson. One of those four is going to make my mix as well. Other than that, going down, M at 100, Cooch at 125, Shez at 140, and at 160. This is starting to feel like too many guys. Nah, fuck it. It's a major. <laughs> play them all. Play all the, uh, the long shots. I got to make money in golf to lose it on football. You know, I actually made money on football this week. I, I came out good. Man, maybe I'll just play a bunch of top 20s. Like that EVR, no 225, I'll bet the top 20. I really don't know what's going to happen. I think I should... I, I should limit exposure in case Dustin and Rom just go crazy and win, right? Isn't, wouldn't that be the sensible thing to do? Sure. I don't know. I'd like to be able to just like go to a hotel by myself this weekend or like get my own Airbnb. But I don't think my wife would be up for it. Yeah, she just left. I know. I should get Sunday. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Part of me hopes that the Chiefs just steamroll the Chargers so I don't even have to, like, pay attention to it, which is possible. We're on, NB likely. We're on NBC this week, too. Fox gave up the U.S. Open for football, which was probably a very sensible decision. Yeah, and they... Yeah, yeah, football and some other reasons. But. What happens if... Like, I don't know if they're, like, putting the U.S. Open early on Sunday. 
because I think it would make the most sense to try to get the leaders out before football starts. But what if it doesn't? What if it's the same tea times as normal? What if it? I guess it doesn't go late. Tank like what are you asking? No, because they changed the playoff. It's no longer eighteen holes. It's four holes, right? Is the playoff for the U.S. Open? I think it's just sudden death, to be honest. Is it? But it used to be the next day, so it wouldn't be that big of a problem. What if it goes into a playoff? They got Sunday Night Football there. And you know they're not not airing the highest-rated show on TV. So what the hell happens? Is, does the U.S. Open go to the Golf Channel? It's Patriots Seahawks. Yeah, they're, they're not pushing football. Spoiler alert. What's funny is Fox... Well, yeah, there's there not many afternoon games next week. That's usually the case. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm just even trying to think about the date. Like, isn't the, I know November for the Masters, they've talked about going early. We've mentioned that's because of daylight, because it'll get super dark super early. Well, this is also the same region of the, I mean, the, the New York-Connecticut border oh, is shit. no different than where we are right now. Okay. And, it, and it's starting to get dark around 7. I feel bad. We didn't even mention Tiger. Should tell you how we feel about him. It's cold. I don't like it, right? What do you? Would you like? Is he going to be on the? Is he going to be on a, a parlay to miss the cut again? Probably just nothing. Huh? Uh, well, this is uh, this is actually one of the best tournaments all year to play a to miss the cut parlay because only the Explode. top. Well, no, only the top sixty in ties make it. It's big. So at the PGA Championship, it was top seventy in ties. Your regular event is top sixty-five in ties. The Masters top fifty in ties yeah. and ten strokes to the lead, but there's only like. 85 guys in that field. That's true. It's 144 in this one. I would argue NBC should say we got to go top 50 in ties. We got to just get less guys on the course this weekend. And, uh, t- and Tiger gets a bye to the weekend. No, I t- don't know. Tiger, you're starting at plus six. Do you take it or not on, on Saturday? In a perfect world, I mean, any Tiger success will make me melt. I will have zero shares. I could contemplate picking on him because I feel the cold weather. He he just doesn't get loose, and he's just not the same guy. And I've joked that he... And he's he, been putting so yeah, terrible. So bad. So, like, so... The thing is, his irons are still good, but the driving and putting is gone right now. So how do you survive the week? It's a scary concept. Hopefully he makes the cut and gets like the first spots out on yeah, the weekend. Those are always hopefully the best. him and Phil are yeah. on PGA Live. Yeah. When I wake up on Saturday morning, Phil like has his coffee on the course. Something fun a, like that. And this is a return. It's been two years since I flipped on Phil. And now I'm oh, a big wait, Phil fan. Them. Took me longer than you, but I'm in. The, the, the moment the ball was rolling down the hill, he's like, fuck this, and just hit it. It's like I I feel that. I live that. On the golf course. Do you know Ogilvy also mentioned that the year he won, he laid up sort of he, to steal from what Phil did a few years ago. He laid up on a par three because he felt he had a best chance of getting a five footer for par by like just being short of the green and chipping up than like going at it. That's what Phil did at Memorial. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll see that because again, you like miss the green. It's like bogey. But if you're just short of it, like I'll have a chance at making par. What's a bigger headline this week in almost any circumstance tiger is the biggest headline ratings wise storyline wise because this is Wingfoot, because he's never won a u.s open if phil somehow gets into the i think phil is more likely to get into the mix than tiger is this week not that i think that phil has much of a chance but is it a bigger story if phil wins probably I think, Rare, this, but, I think, I think this is the one tournament slash course combo. I agree. That a Phil story would be Agreed. bigger than a Tiger story. One hundred percent. I actually, although it probably isn't, because just Tiger moves the needle. No, <laughs> I, I I agree with you. 
I agree with you. Only the the one. This is the one. The perfect storm of events. <laughs> you see some lunatic put 45k on him. God. People hate money, eh? Why, why didn't they just do that at the Champions Tour two weeks ago? <laughs> I just don't like what a I don't know. Listen, if you got 40k to put down on a golf event on a, yeah. and they bet him at 75 to one, like what a horrible bet. Uh, you know, I actually agree with your statement that I would probably rather bet Phil top 20 than Tiger. Yeah. Like, I know you didn't say that exactly, that, but... I, I don't think that Phil comes inside the top 20. No, I'm, I, not, I'm not looking to bet that, either, but, but if like, ha- pick one, yeah, Phil. I, I don't know. Do we do one and done? We did not do one and done. So the one and done picks, we are doing ours through the Masters. We all got zero dollars last week at the Safeway because we all forgot to make picks because we forgot the one and done was still going. Football clouds the mind just a little bit. Cust decided that he was picking first, so he's picking Dustin Johnson as his one and done. Where are you going with this, sir? I don't understand. You don't understand what how one and done works? No, this list is clearly accurate, and I guess I haven't used them. John Rom? You have not used John Rom in the one and done. I know I haven't, but I'm looking for someone else. Have just I? Just because he plays well. I'm going to use Tony Finau. What the fuck was I saving him for? So I don't know why, but I'm just going to use it. You're using Finau? I think he'll finish fine. So let's see here. I don't think I've used Rom. I don't think you have either. Have none of us used Rom? I haven't. I'll use John Rom. I I used Dustin. No, I used Dustin Johnson the week that he won. I'm gonna say, did I use him at the 3M? Because that would have been stupid. Have I used Justin Thomas? Oh, I haven't well, used that's Justin. Who Th- I should. I haven't used Justin Thomas either. Anyway, I'm going with Rom. Okay, give me Justin Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Thomas over Fino? Yeah. I believe I am. Am I winning? We don't have the dollars from the last one, but you probably are still winning. No, Cust was winning by $10,000. He had $4.0 million. I had $3.96 million or something. So what's the last one we played? BMW? Uh, no, I forgot to add those ones up, too. Because I had Rory at BMW. No, I had Rory in Boston, Adam Scott at the BMW. You... No, you're not winning. No, I'm not. Thomas and Day. We all didn't do well at either of the two playoff events. Fun times. Anyway, the shows are already out for me. DraftKings picks, first look. Now this one. Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Smash the like button. Give me your favorite long shot top 20 bet of the week. My DraftKings cheat sheet is already up on DKPlaybook.com. Normally, Jeff, I would not go a major without writing like a big column. I don't know if I have it in me this week. I don't know if I can dedicate like 12 hours to writing like a 3,000 word golf column. I just don't know. I have kids. I have a wife. <laughs> what are you going to do? Just scrap it? I don't ever write one during football season. Okay. But it's a major. It's like, I just don't know when I'm going to have the time to do it. And it's already Monday afternoon. If it doesn't get up, it's almost pointless. I agree. Some people would tell you that's not the case, but I would tell you that it is. Based on your schedule and what, like, you, the vault, it's point. If it's not up, it's pointless. Yeah, it's not happening. I have 10 more shows to record this week. Yeah. And like I said, I had a crazy, it's week one waivers. Like, that was insane. I couldn't believe how long you guys were going this morning. It's week one waivers. I always forget 
I mean, football pays the bills. Football is the only reason. Keeps the lights on. Football is the only reason people watch our golf show. People found us through football, and we were talking about golf, and it turned out that people like golf as well. And then other people found it. Because I used to get all the time when we first started doing golf, it's like, fucking stick to football. Stick to football. Like, what are you doing? You know how some people get, like, st- stick to Stick to sports. So, yeah. I just got stick to football. Like you can only yeah. do one sport. And then like three years later, when I drop like football content for weeks, like you do football. It's like yeah. yeah, I do. I do do football. But I will say, I feel like the only reason we do the football spreads show together is people liked the like rapport we had yeah. doing golf. So like we want to see you guys talk football. Yeah, and we would talk. That's what we were talking about. Like it's funny. I had Beanie and Gary on the Monday morning waiver show. And it was basically just like the conversations that we used to have at our desks at yeah. at Fantasy. Just like the spread pick yeah. show is like how we used to talk. But it's like if we do a pick show for Safeway, like no one is going to watch it. Like it is actually pointless to do. <laughs> Versus a spread pick show, which will be consumed by, I don't know, 30 times as many people. Yeah. So that's the reason, if people are wondering. If you made it this long, I know you probably know this because you're a fan of the show and you made it 122 minutes in. But. And you said you, you'll have content out there. I'll have golf yeah, you're content out there. Odds so checker, you can find all that stuff. Yeah. There. Your Twitter, G Feinberg17. Yeah. All right, consume the shows. I mean, maybe if uh, enough people watch this show and the DraftKings show and the First Look show and download the podcasts, uh, maybe we can commit more time to doing golf. But at the moment, uh, this is gonna be, I am doing a live chat on Wednesday. That's another piece that I'm doing. Yeah, I can't do a column. Fuck that. I'll just do a quick, quick betting column. Um, noon, Eastern Time, Wednesday. You got questions about the U.S. Open? I will have answers. Although, as you've heard, I don't have a ton of answers this week. But at least you know where I stand. That's the way I'm going all in. Paul Shaughnessy, yes? Is it noon? We've been doing them at 1230, Pat. Yeah, no, it's noon. That's what I've been saying all week. Okay, it's noon now. Okay, cool. Well, it's noon for this week because we still have football and UFC to film that day. True. So, right, got to space it out a little just bit. Just didn't want you spreading falsehoods to the people. No, noon Eastern time. I don't think anyone's still watching at this point anyway. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo, fantasynational.com slash Mayo to get yourself 20% off. That's going to be a very critical tool in trying to win money this week. This might be the softest tournament ever because you're going to have so many people with DraftKings bucks for NFL that are just going to want to play the U.S. Open that it might be a little bit softer than normal. Just saying. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. You have no experience! Experience!